0: Hey there, it's Tess Hansel from Tess on Menopause podcast, weekly podcast, and uh, good to have your company again today. We're looking at part two of stress. Now you may have noticed, um, if you have been listening to me um, each week, that there was a big gaping hole last week. Hmm. Well, you know, the old saying, best laid plans of mice and men, it disappeared, it disappeared. And the weirdest thing was I had it sitting in the um, platform that we use. We upload it through um, Anchor and it, uh, it just disappeared. Bob was standing there when I was saying, so I save it over here and I saved it because I've lost one before and I was explaining to him what had happened. Talk about stress. Whew, I tell you, it was a really good one too. I was a bit disappointed about that because um, it was a bit of a heartfelt podcast last week and it disappeared so I wasn't there last week I was going to re-record it again on the weekend but I just couldn't too much went into that one so I thought okay well I'll just um, leave it and we'll try again this week so here I am back persistent Tess to record another podcast and what we're doing now is recording it and then we'll upload it instead of recording it directly into the platform. So that's a bit of a long-winded explanation, isn't it? You know what us women are like. We like to tell our little stories, and you know, feel free to comment below um, if you something in the podcast resonates with you. Then let me know because uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that, and I think it's good for us to connect on that level too, so that I know I'm. Um, sharing the right information there's nothing worse you know when, when someone's sharing information that's really not useful or helpful so let me know like it love it hate it let me know all righty so we're talking about stress and last week we talked about drawing up a plan you know drawing up a plan for menopause of course if you want to save yourself a whole heap of time and trouble then pop on bettermenopauseclub.com and check out Managing Menopause, the online course. Because I'm talking about pouring out my soul. It's all in there. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it. Because uh, they were the uh, moments when um, when I was recording it and I could just feel the pain of, of us women. You know, the pain of you, maybe. Um, or you, whoever's uh, listening to this podcast. That you... Um, release a pain and i feel that i know that sounds silly but i really do so when i um, produced managing menopause and recorded it and and created all the slides and spent years researching information i had you in mind and if you are perimenopause or if you're struggling with your menopause especially when it comes to looking at it on a um, trying to handle it on a natural basis then that would be a really, really good thing for you to check out. Managing Menopause online course. You can um, go through the modules in your own time at home. And I'm always here um, on my email. Actually, my daughter told me off on the weekend. She said, Mum, how do people get in touch with you? And I said, well, you know, test.dryswan at aapt.net.au. She said, oh, no. She said, what a terrible address. She said, "I lost you lost me at AA. <laughs> So if that's the case for you too, then um, I am going to get a, a shorter email address, which will make it a bit easier, and then we can just readdress it to swan. But in the meantime, if you ever want to chat, um, or you can um, reach me through the Facebook group as well, our um, Better Menopause Club closed Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the group, then I welcome you to, or invite you to come along and join our Facebook group. There's a wonderful bunch of ladies in there. They're so encouraging, They're so encouraging to me. And I really, really appreciate that because I give a lot. I, I practically give all of myself every single day. I, I don't um, hold a lot back for me because I fill myself up every day with the wisdom of God. I, I invite the Holy Spirit in and know, um, you know, Uh, what's the word, no ceremony, I just wake up in the morning and commit my day to the Lord and, you know, I can then become a conduit, if you like, and share that love and encouragement out into the world and with you. And, you know, that's, that's really, really important because sometimes it can be lacking, you know, our family can forget to encourage us or help us on our way. Work can all of a sudden become overwhelming and and that stress level just starts to climb up and climb up and climb up and climb up. And I've found one of the best stress relievers is praise and worship music. It is the best, actually. Because when you praise and worship God, you move yourself into another dimension. You really and truly do. Yes, you're still in your body and you're still sitting on your couch at home listening to a song, but your spirit soars and, and that's the most important part of our lives, is our spirit. We are spirits in vehicles or bodies and making our way as best we can in this world. For me, I was in my mid-40s before I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour. And that was such a shame and such a long haul and so hard. You know, struggling through life all on my own with some support around me and a wonderful husband, Bob, although he hasn't always been wonderful. We've had our moments, that's for sure. Uh, Men go into their caves. I don't know if if you have that with, um, if you're married or you have a relationship and you find that your bloke just seems to switch off. I think that's one of the toughest parts of marriage is when one or other partner goes into their cave. And the that you know boulder gets rolled across the front and there's no reaching them. And even though they're there in, in flesh and they're talking and all the rest of it, you just don't have that connection. So for me, coming to know Jesus in my mid-40s was just the greatest gift. I mean, I was so excited. I've mentioned before in other podcasts how I sort of you know wanted to run up and tap people on the shoulder and say, Did you know the good news? Do you know the good news? And it it truly is just the best news ever. That's why I have God made not man made on my um, slogan for the Tess on Menopause podcast because without him I wouldn't even be here. I honestly would not be here. Uh, And so every day I wake up I always have songs in my heart they just circle around all the time. Even if I'm at the grocery store I've got that song playing, I've got that scripture running through my mind and it is the best stress reliever ever, ever. You know, it's the peace of God just fills you up and you go on your way. And people turn around and say, oh, Tess, you're so lovely. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much for helping me with this or that or whatever it is that I'm involved in at the time. And it was funny because someone emailed me um, recently and it was sent a message and said, um, telling me about some health issues. And I, I get that a lot. Uh, And Bob said to me, that hasn't got anything to do with menopause. I just looked at him and said, that's got everything to do with menopause. Everything. So our health makes or breaks our menopause. Our relationship with God makes or breaks everything. Do you get where I'm coming from? You know, I'm not a... I don't like the word religious, so I consider that I'm not a religious person. I just discovered the King James Bible, discovered God's Word, discovered who I am in Jesus Christ, and live that way, and I fall off my perch now and again and you know swear and get angry and don't have um wild hissy fits anymore because I find it hurts my head if I do that so it's probably not good for blood pressure Um, and anyone with with uh, migraine situations you know it's just not worth getting yourself that stressed out or that anxious or that angry even I mean the Bible talks about righteous anger and I think oh Lord mine's not too righteous (laughs) especially with well if you are married and you tell me if this would annoy you because and and leave a little comment below, because I, I haven't asked anyone this, but I cleaned up the kitchen. and it was you know, when you clean up the kitchen and you've got all the bench or the counters all clear and everything's put away, and I call it putting boundaries back in because everything that was sort of sitting there and creeping closer and closer and uh, onto the um bench or the counter and taking all your space, has been put in its place. And it's just been put away, pushed back, and you've got that lovely space. Well, (laughs) Bob came along and uh, he came along and made himself a cup of coffee. Fair enough. Because we're both working at home now. So he's in the same, we've got a big family room, office kind of thing. And so uh, he's got his set up there for his um, video production. And um, thank God for headphones. I seriously mean that. Um, and I'm in the same area, but with quite, you know, reasonable space between us. So I heard him get up and, and make his coffee and take it back to his desk. And he's working away on this production. And So I get up to go and walk up into the bedroom and get something. And as I'm walking past the kitchen, there's a dirty teaspoon. <laughs> Isn't this silly? There's a dirty teaspoon sitting in the middle of the bench with coffee stain on it, you know, with a coffee mark. And... I just stopped there and thought, ah, do I say something or don't I? You know, we're talking stress. This all relates to stress. Is it? I am sort of trying to stay focused on the subject. Stress. And I said to him, I don't believe you. What love? I said, I have just spent all that time cleaning the kitchen. It looks lovely. It's all in its place and nice and tidy. And every time you walk past, you've got this lovely space to look at. Because when you're working from home, it can be very distracting if you um, find yourself with, you know, not making your bed or, or leaving dishes in the kitchen and that. Because every time you walk past, if things aren't going well with what you're doing online and, you know, maybe you're trying to write a post or write something and, you um, things just aren't going well there. And then that little voice in your head as you're walking past the um, in the kitchen or into your room to pick something up says, see, you can't even make your bed. You can't even do the dishes. Who, you know, what makes you think that you can do anything to help other people? You can't even help yourself. So you've got this subconscious happening all the time. And it's like a big record player that plays and it's got your childhood in it and it's got your teenage years and it's got every mistake under the sun that you've ever made, no matter how many times you apologise for it. It's all there. It's all in this big subconscious swirl, if you like, that's going round and round in us. So I tried to explain to Bob, I said, you know, when we're working from home, not without sounding like a school mum, because can, you can get that way um, when when you're doing what I'm doing and talking with, with women online and on the phone and... Um, you know, giving you your, your uh, information that you've researched and that and, and sharing information, you can start to sound a bit teachy and I, I don't really want to be like that. I just want to share what I've learned in the hope that it's going to help you and, and help others. So I said to Bob, I could feel the annoyance bubbling up at me and I said to him, um, you know what, love, I, I heard when I first started working from home about how important it is to try and have reasonably tidy areas around you because then it... It frees up your mind and it doesn't enable that door opening of all those moments of, oh, you've done it wrong or teacher yelling at you at school. or well, all that sort of stuff that's just waiting to burst forth, a bit like these weeds that I'm trying to get off our property at the moment just, you know, keep popping up. And, um, and he sort of looked at me and I'm trying to think what his initial reaction was. Oh, yeah, it's just a teaspoon. Okay, so let's look at that from a stress perspective. I've just tidied up the kitchen. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but it took me a good 20 minutes. There were a couple of things left from the night before that had been rinsed, were sitting in the um, sink and still soaking. Uh, So tidied all that up, put it all away, um, dried all the utensils, the big spoons and that that you cook with, and popped them in their little holder, And I turned around and said, well, that's not good enough. I've just spent all that time cleaning the kitchen and I started to hear myself sound like my mother or or some person who's influenced me growing up, you know, in a good way, not a bad way. But I didn't want to sound like some old biddy in the kitchen saying, I've just tidied it all up and you've come along and you've put your spoon there and look at the coffee. Um, Yet, do you know what? (laughs) He sort of looked at me. I said, look, here's how I see it. If we keep it nice and clear, then when we're working, we don't have to look at that and think, oh, I must do that later, or I must fix that, or I'm a waste of space because I haven't done this, this, and this. And he sort of looked at me, and I was waiting for him to say, oh, you know, what a load of hoo-ha and that. And he said, oh, yeah, okay, all right, that makes sense. And off he went. But the spoon was still sitting there. Now, a little matter, a little, little thing, isn't it? But it just showed me that we can only control circumstances so much. And I'm not a, a control freak by any means. I just try to stay on top of things. And if I do things as they happen and, you know, look, I'm looking at my dressing table at the moment because I'm, I'm in our bedroom where, where um, actually there's a helicopter flying around doing something. So I don't know if you can hear that in the background. Um, but sitting up here and looking at the dust on the dressing table and thinking, yeah, OK, all right, well, I'll get to that. For some people, that would just be unacceptable. It's not a lot of dust. It's only a couple of weeks since I've done it, but it's back to sort of really dry weather here now and a lot of winds and that. So winds and dust gets in. It's just the way it is. Um, but just that, looking and thinking, oh, gosh, as a housewife, I'm not doing too much, you know, at the moment, am I? That's, uh, oh, gosh, need to put my housewife hat on and get in and dust. But really... Am I going to let that stress me out? No, I'm not. I'm not going to let that stress me out. Now, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was a little girl, my mum had a feather duster that she used to go around and dust everything in the house. And when you think about that, what does a feather duster do? It just moves it from one place to another. Because I can remember, I was doing my, my um, practicing the piano, and she was in the lounge room, and we had a fancy um, visitor lounge room kind of thing where the piano was, and Mum had her few little knickknacks and. Um, uh, little statues and things. You know, those statues used to get years ago and used to have like a little net dress on it. So the dress was like a fabric, but the rest of it was like a statue. And she'd be dusting those with the feather duster and going around. And I can remember seeing all the dust just rise up into the air because the sun was streaming in through the window. And I'm watching all that dust just swirling around. And as I watched it swirl around, she did her thing and off she went and closed the door so I could practice my piano and not annoy everyone. And I was watching the dust And it swirled around for a bit, and then it just landed. And I I remember thinking to myself, unless you wet dust, what's the point? You know, as I I grew older, that's what I used to do. I used to just use a dishcloth and a clean one and just um, maybe put some sugar soap or something like that with it and just dust that way. Because at least then the dust is gone until the next time, so... I suppose it might even be three weeks since I've done it. But I know every Saturday, mum used to go around with the feather duster and she'd dust everything and then vacuum and that. And that worked for her and that was cool. But that could have been a real stress for someone else. So, so what stresses me and what stresses you can be worlds apart. You know, you could be a person who really loves housework. And so um, if you were looking at uh, the table here right now with dust on it, you'd be thinking oh, no, no, that would stress me. Whereas someone else it could be six months before they'd even pick up any sort of duster to, to, to dust. So in a roundabout way, stress is relevant or relative. What's a word? Um, the level of stress that you feel is based on your personality and it's based on your um, level of control of a situation. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Sometimes it's hard. I know what I want to say and it doesn't quite come out the way I want to say it or the way I want to hear it even. So I guess what I am saying is that stress is based on not just your circumstances. It's based on your personality. It's based on that record in your head. It's based on your past experiences. That's what or well, that's why one level of stress, a person will be able to manage and thrive on it. And another person comes along with the same level of stress. And it's almost like a um, a tumble. They're just not coping with the situation. So stress is a very, very, very personal thing. but really and truly is. And I've found the hard way. After you know my series of hemiplegic migraines, those things are awful. If you've ever had a stroke, or you've ever experienced not being able to speak through, maybe feeling faint, maybe you've collapsed and you feel faint, um, and or, or someone you know has been through that, it's it's a really horrible feeling because you can't communicate what's going on, and you've got all these panic feelings happening in your body and you're trying to calm yourself down that's a actually if you even experience panic attacks that's some something that is good to learn to do and that is for me I would swing into scripture God has not given me a a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever Jesus Christ the name above every name where every knee shall bow above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. If you find yourself in a situation like that, then instantly turn to the Word of God and speak it in your mind. And that's what I did. I spoke it in my mind. I I just kept saying it. I just kept saying, okay, now... See, one of the things that happens when we're really stressed or and stress leads to a physical collapse like it did with me that day at work, just too much stress, um, is our young self. For me, little Tess goes into a downward spiral and panic and fear. And if you do suffer from panic attacks, it's your child within. I'm totally convinced about this. It is your child within that is... Um, in need of instant care. So how do you do that? How do you relieve that stress that comes from, um, for example, a panic attack? How do you stop that feeling of, I'm going crazy? It's like, and you you can almost have a conversation with yourself. You know, you can almost have that conversation thinking, what on earth's going on, is to calm down the little girl inside. The little person inside needs to be calmed. So, scripture will relieve that level of stress. And especially if you know, and if you can't even think straight during a panic attack, take that scripture written on a piece of card in your pocket. Because you can still reach reach into your pocket, take that card out, and just look at it. You may not even be able to say it out loud, but just look at it, put it on your phone. Um, keep it as your uh, background on your phone, on your mobile, on your cell phone. so that if anything like that starts to come on come on you, you just tap your phone and read it and look at it and just say, it's okay for me, little Tess, little you, it's okay. And you're saying that in your heart, you've got the record player in the head in the mind and the memory banks and the brain. You've got scripture living in your heart and you've got your memories and the um, past in your heart. So I know the two are intermingled. In fact, I heard something amazing the other day about the heart and about the neurons. I've discovered that the heart actually contains neurons like our brain does and Apparently, when you're um, learning something, you create a thing called neurites. I hope I've got that word right. Um, And what that does is it, as you're learning something and you're, you're actually pushing yourself to another level of knowledge, these neurites begin to grow and develop. And so what I heard was in the heart, you have neurons as well. And those neurites grow out from the heart. So experiences and painful experiences that, uh, wait for it, hold on to your hat, because this is what's happening during a panic attack, your little girl inside is remembering a bad memory. Or maybe your teenage girl is remembering a bad memory. Or your um, young mum, or your young businesswoman, or young athlete, whatever's happening, there is a, a tapping in of your memory banks to cause that panic attack. And when we have panic attacks or stress levels to that extent, then the body takes over. Then um, the blood pressure, the uh, fainting sensation, everything is responding to your subconscious at that point. So just imagine if during a stressful time like a, um, a panic attack, you could control it through what you think and what you feel. And you can speak to that little person, you can speak to that little girl, even if you you fold your arms, even if you you put one arm up on your shoulder, like you're covering your heart, you're protecting that little girl, you put your arm up on your shoulder, and you say in your heart, it's okay, Tess, Tessie. I was known as Tessie as a little girl. It's okay, Tessie. Everything's going to be okay. It's all right. And you remove yourself from that place of stress. If you're at work and you feel that um, moment starting to creep up on you, and you haven't learned really how to manage your menopause yet, then what you do is you can can, um, remove yourself from that situation. Um, Excuse me, be back in a moment. And you walk out, and you go and walk outside and get some fresh air and just sit down and let little you know that it's okay. Now, if you have had a situation occur like that or an event, that is caused through stress. And you need to stop and learn how to manage menopause. Manage your menopause. Starts with a pen and paper when you get home. Or or even, you know what, I think, and I really believe this, that your health comes before your job. And if you can learn how to manage those emotions, those moments, those stresses, that's what Tess on Menopause Comic Strip is all about. It's all about... Every day, um, actually what I do is I take my viewer, my reader, my follower. I've got some followers. How exciting is that? Um, Every week, Monday to Friday, we're looking at a scenario to do with, well, at at the moment it's stress. So if you haven't checked out Tess on Menopause um, comic on Instagram, then go and check it out. Or have a look on Better Menopause Club Facebook page. It's up there too. It's on Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, then um, come and connect with me and then you'll just get those um, comics each day. And so what I'm doing is, you know, they're not super, they're not funny they're not, and they're not designed to be funny. I suppose sometimes you might look at it and recognise yourself in them and think, have a bit of a chuckle. But really they're designed to, firstly for me to share my thoughts on on uh, menopause and also um, to help others along the way, so I think there's nothing like camaraderie. there's nothing like knowing that someone else has been down the track that you're on before and um, they got through it and you'll get through it too. There's a real good feeling in that and uh, last week we we looked at working late and actually standing up for yourself at work. Um, one of the best ways to do that of course is to Locate the policies to do with um, staff working hours, uh, requirements, working with colleagues and what your expectations. And if you have a, a job description, check that out too. And just see if you've got staff members who aren't pulling their weight and they're putting more and more and more and more of the workload onto you. You see, and all of that comes back to managing menopause, because when you manage your menopause, It's just the most wonderful thing. You start off with boundaries. You start off with those boundaries. Instead of you're at work and all of a sudden you feel like your face is on fire then your heart's starting to thump like crazy and you might be in the middle of a meeting or you might be um, in the lunchroom or you might be talking with your boss and he's saying, did you get that? Did you write that down? And and you're going through this, your physical side is, is just all of a sudden taken off and that person's looking at you and they do a double take because of course your face is red. Um, what if you could avoid that? Do you know how you do that? you manage your menopause just that manage it right from the outset if you're in the middle of it and experiencing terrible symptoms then i really and truly cannot recommend enough that you start to manage your menopause if you need help to do that bettermenopauseclub.com go and check out the online course $49 US And you can go through it on your own pace, your own time. We've also got some free courses there that you can um, sign up for too and and work through those. It's all about taking back some of your time, your effort, your energy and giving it to you. Because you're not just giving it to you. You want to see those stress levels come down. You're not just giving it to you. You're giving it to your family, your partner, your children. You're giving it to your work colleagues. You're giving it to... um, your little person, your little Tess, you're giving it to your teenage, you're giving it to every part of you, first and foremost, we'll get that right, first and foremost. But you see, when you manage your menopause, then you're a better person. And I don't mean that as in, you're not good now. I don't mean that as in, you know, you're not doing a great job now. I mean it as in, when you fill up your own cup, you can then fill up others. But if you're trying to share your life, you're trying to help everyone, you're trying to um, be the best you can be, and as I love to say, and it was so true for me, you're putting your foot on the accelerator as you're moving into menopause or even in the middle of it, instead of tapping gently on the brake and slowing down a bit. Just slow down a little bit and let's assess where we're at. Do that. If you haven't done it before, then... Get a piece of paper and write out your care life. Who are the people you most care about? Then make sure that you're right at the top. You know, you may know all this, and I praise God if you do. But if you don't, start doing it. Because the one thing I learned is that that collapse, that stress, just that drop of stress too much can topple you over the edge. It can almost cost you your your relationships. It can cost you your job. It's not worth it. So we're talking about stress. And yes, I'm being a bit hard hitting today. Um, Last week's podcast that I lost was, I thought was brilliant, but maybe I was a bit too um, adamant. i had been talking with a friend um, that I've met online and and, uh, recently, and I sort of had come off that high, I suppose, of talking with someone and saying, look, I had to pull her up by bootstraps because where she was going was just crazy and she's since come back and thanked me for it and said that's just what I needed to hear but uh, I've learned that when documents get lost when podcasts don't work when um, a drawing doesn't look right that that's just the Holy Spirit of God nudging me in a better direction. So I believe that the podcast this week is going to be a lot more useful for you than the one last week. The one last week you might have switched off and thought, how dare you tell me what to do with my life? <laughs> but uh, it, it it can happen, you know, when you've been dealing with someone who's talking suicide and, and other things, um, that you really have to be a bit more hard hitting. But I don't have to be that way with you, do I? No, I don't. And again, you know, leave a comment below. Let me know what you like about the podcasts, what you don't like and, and what you want to hear about because it's a huge subject, menopause, absolutely massive. But I think one of the most, um, well, actually in the Facebook group, I asked the girls, um, I asked our members, what um, what subjects uh, do you find the most difficult to handle? And anxiety, stress and panic attacks were top of the list. So um, that's why I've, I've focused on stress over the past few weeks or two weeks I think this is week two isn't it it should be week three so my apologies again but you know I'm led of the Lord and if, uh, if things disappear then that's just the way it's meant to be and it's taught me to be persistent and go back and do it again although I have to say um, I've, I've been spending quite a bit of time out digging these horrible burr weeds out you know the ones that get the prickly balls on them and very painful if you find them in the house or that, or you step on them with bare feet and whatnot. But most importantly, I like to clear them out for the animals um, so that the dogs don't get them in their feet. And then out the front where the horse was, a bit of a funny story, actually. I I had been weeding all the backyard and had a wheelbarrow full of burrweeds. And I I got so tired that I thought, I'll just leave it round the front where I'd finished getting some out of the driveway. And I left the wheelbarrow there. The horse, um, Nicky's horse at the time, Red, broke out of his paddock. He pushed past the electric fence. He was determined to get to those burrweeds and he ate half a wheelbarrow full. So, yes, you can imagine what happened. They ended up in other areas and they are the other areas and I'm finally digging them out from now. So um, I, I find that doing the... Um, being outside and doing a bit of physical work too is fantastic stress relief as well. So if, if you found years ago that you used to love gardening or you liked a sport or something, then consider taking it up again because two things happen there. You get improved health through a bit of exercise and fresh air and just, just doing something different. And also your little you loves it as well because it's something that they used to enjoy And you used to enjoy, I mean, we're all multifaceted, you know, we're all that one person. So when I say they, I'm talking about a part of you. I'm not talking about another identity. It's just part of who you are, which is neglected, really neglected as we get older. We lose that sight of fun. We lose that sight of um, that young way of looking at life, I suppose. And it's good for us to have a balance. It's good for us to balance our lives because that's one of the best stress relievers is when you get in touch with your youth again and you get in touch with the things you used to love to do. You know, you might enjoy tapestry or knitting or crocheting or um, painting. For me, it's drawing the cartoons. Absolutely love it. Um, not much good at it. You know, I mean, they're pretty basic, but I really enjoy doing it. And so I shouldn't say that I'm not much good at it. I'm getting better. Put it that way. I'm getting better as time goes on. Practice makes perfect. Um, but you know, I'm not out there trying to be an artist. I'm just wanting to share what's worked for me and what's worked for other women. And I believe it'll work for you too. And I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to manage your menopause because as you do that, you're then pulling all those facets of yourself together and you balance yourself again. So those panic attacks disappear, those, um, uh, mood swings disappear, It's not just hormones that's causing it. It's really and truly not. And that's why I get disappointed when I see women rushing off and taking um, synthetic hormones into their bodies because our bodies are wonderfully, oh, mystically. I mean, how God creates these beautiful bodies that, you know, no scientist or doctor or professor or specialist could ever, ever in a million years create something as marvellous as this human body that just has a life of its own. And see, that's what happens when when Jesus Christ is your Lord and Saviour. You give up the right to that life. You say, "Okay, Lord, I die to myself. Now, you don't die physically, but you do die spiritually. And the most wonderful thing happens after that is you become born again. You invite the Holy Spirit of God into your existence, into your life, and See what happens. Oh, wow. Doors will open. You will have, um, if, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, he's knocking on the door to your heart. He's knocking on the door to every human being's heart, all those that don't know him. He's saying, I'm here. I'm here. He's not pounding on the door. He's just gently tapping and saying, hey, I can show you the blueprint for this life. I can show you how to be well. I can show you how to walk in peace and joy, even when everything around you is falling apart. I can show you how to receive my peace. He says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. You see, he is outside of this world and He cannot. The thing that upsets me when people get annoyed when there's a tornado or a child dies or uh, horrific things happen to um, uh, people and babies and youth. He cannot do anything because he is not on this earth. The only way he can operate is through our spirits. When we become born-again believers, we then allow the Lord to operate through us. And the Spirit of God, when we um, when we take in the Word of God and we meditate on it, and the King James Bible is the where you'll find your peace. If you're reading any other version, I strongly encourage you to go to kingjamesbible.com and read the book of John. I also encourage you to go to Bible Research Tools, type that into your search engine, Bible Research Tools, and it will come up with the site, and listen to the book of John. It's beautifully red. I'm just going to have a drink of water. We're talking hydration again. I just had the biggest drink because I've come in from outside where I've been doing the um, weeding, digging out the weeds. So, um, listen to the book of John and also the book of James because James is the half-brother of Jesus and he grew up seeing how Jesus operated. remember, Jesus is our Lord and Saviour without sin. So as a human being, he knew how not to sin. Wow. I mean, that's something, isn't it, in itself? And so if you want to make everything better, then that's my suggestion to you. And in view of everything that's happening around the world at the moment, you know, we can get so swept up in the fear of what we're hearing on the news um, and the stress levels can go through the roof. Don't, don't get caught up in that. What I'd love you to do, if you do feel that way at the moment, oh, I drank that water too fast. Um, if you do feel that way at the moment, I want you to do something. I want you to turn the news off. Just turn it off. I want you to turn off Facebook. I want you to turn off your um, your uh, social media for a few hours. Just turn it off. And then what I want you to do is pull your circle in Pull that circle of your life in. Look after you. Look after your partner. And I expect them to look after you too. Look after your children. Look after your grandchildren. Look after those who are part of your life now. Those people who give to you and don't just take, take, take all the time. Those people who contact you now and again, just to say g'day. They are the givers. The takers are the people who ring up and say, "Oh, um, how are you?" You say, oh, "I'm I'm good, thanks." Even though you may be feeling, you know, like you you don't know what you, how you're going to pay a bill, or you don't know how you're going to um, draw the next cartoon, or you don't know how you're going to forgive someone for putting a spoon in the middle of your clean bench. <laughs> they are the ones who'll say, "Oh, you never guess what happened to me at work today." Oh. Mm. and we're we're looking at that this week on on Menopause. So if you wanna if you want to feel where I'm coming from and, and where my heart is, then read you know, follow along on the cartoons and you'll see. You'll see what I'm trying to share and teach in a way, but not in a teachy way, um, but to share what I've experienced and what's worked for me and for a lot of other women. So we're talking about your circle, right? We're talking about your circle. Now, number one is you. Um, actually, number one is God. If you don't know him yet, then number one is you. And you are your own God. Until you let Jesus Christ into your heart. He's not head here. If 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 this doesn't make sense, you're listening with your head. So I want you to listen with your heart. Because We either try to run our own lives, all on our own. And, you know, you hear about women thinking they are goddesses. And and in a way, it's true because they've become their own God. They're listening to their own voice of reason. Or we tap into the blueprint that our Heavenly Father has had for us all along and has been hidden from us. And we let Jesus Christ into our heart and we make him God of our lives. So our circle, our God is in the middle. Um, and then us. So then it's it's you, um, and then it's your partner, and then it's your children, and then it's your family, and then it's your neighbors, and etc. And on it goes. I want you to pull that circle back. If you're feeling really, really, really stressed about things, and you're thinking, "Oh, Tess, so I don't know how I'm going to keep going. I just can't stop crying." I'm finding I'm crying on my way to work and I'm crying on my way home. Then I have to try and fix myself up so hopefully no one can tell what's going on. I'm having these dreadful hot flushes and I don't know what to do and everyone's saying I need to go and see the doctor and go on all this medication and different ones are asking me if I'm depressed because I'm crying. No, you're not. Did you know that depression is a a phrase that's only been coined in the last 50 or so years? Everyone used to get the dumps or be down in the dumps or get the blues now and again. And some of that can be related to weather. So if you're having a lot of dark, dull weather, it can um, certainly affect our moods. It wasn't until the pharmaceutical companies got started and stuck in with all these antidepressants that the term depression was, was you know raised up in the media as a, a new condition that people are suffering and, and all the rest of it. Everyone gets blue from time to time. We all do. And if that's you... And if you're trying to hide all your pain and suffering inside and all those tears and everything, that is your heart. Your heart is hurting. And you know, before we talked about neurons, well, who would have thought, oh, God is so good, isn't he? Isn't he amazing? What a creation. We've got neurons in our brains, our, our, our um, gastrointestinal system is now being called the second brain, and then we hear that neurons are in our hearts. So doesn't it stand to reason that as our bodies are changing, yes, we're having hormonal shifts, and if your diet's no good. So look at it. You've got a crappy diet, let's be honest, let's say, tell things like they are, you know, you're eating your takeaways, you're working long hours at work, you are doing too much for everybody, you're doing too much, and you've been doing too much, excuse me, for too many for too long. And so many of us have done the same thing. I would say nine tenths of us have done the same thing. Here are some women that don't have any problems during menopause. I think I'd love to see their diet. I'd love to see what stress levels they have in their lives. Because I think for most of us, menopause, if we don't manage it, is a, um, a mountainous thing to try and climb. It really and truly is. It's a, it's a, tough, row, a tough road ahead. So Hormones, chemicals, yes, that's affecting our um, our menopause. Um, relationships, where our relationships are, they, is it a strong relationship heading into menopause? Do you have a, a good sense of humor between you and your partner um, or those in your life? Do you, um, do you have a good emotional bank account? In other words, is it a balanced relationship? Have you been doing as much for them as they've been doing for you? Or is it a toxic relationship where you've got that person who rings you and all they want to do is Pour all their troubles onto you. Don't even bother to ask how you are, not even once. Um, that's, That's a toxic relationship. And you don't need those during menopause. And you'll find that that's a shallow relationship. It's a superficial relationship. And all it does is take your time, your effort, your energy. And you need that. And that's where that circle that I'm talking about is so important. You need to determine... Um, who you committed to, you know, who. Uh, what commitments do you have in your life? And that's one of the things I'm talking about in the cartoons this week. And also, I, I write a little bit of um, information in the post that goes with them as well. On Twitter, I can't put much, and um, there's one other platform I can't put much either, but I put the whole thing in um, Instagram and Facebook. So if you want to um, like Better Menopause Club um, Facebook page, then you'll be able to see the um, cartoons come up on your timeline every day. And the purpose for doing all this is just to remind us women that menopause is something that needs to be managed. So you see that cartoon each day, you realise that, yeah, oh, okay, just another little nudge from Tess that I need to put me first. I need to be top of my care life, I need to be in that circle, and I need to be pulling that circle close to me right now. You don't need to be filling up on all this stuff about COVID-19. It's not what we think it is, and it's not worth getting all hit up and upset. The results of the media and all this hype that's been happening around the place has resulted in shortage of supplies and people panic buying. So when you can, and if you have already, good on you, um, just keep a few reserves in place so that you don't have that added stress of, what if this happens? What if? What if? You know who can take the what ifs? Yeah, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? The Lord. That's where the blueprint comes in. When he's our Lord and saviour, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in, in fear of what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? Because, you see, if you have that happening inside your head, then when you go to go to sleep at night, you are reflecting on that. And when you are lying in bed and tossing and turning, thinking, oh, this menopause may not necessarily be menopause. It might be all that timeline information you've read before bed. And guilty. I'll put my hand up. I'm I'm post-menopausal now, so I suppose I'm allowed to do it a little bit. Uh, but different ones will share things with me and I'll find myself reading those and and yeah, I'll wake up earlier in the morning than usual and start thinking about it and then go off on researching and whatnot. But if you're working, you know, and I'm working at home, I do do more work here than I've probably ever done in any office. Um, But if you're working outside of home, then you need your sleep and that's where managing menopause comes in again too. So your circle... You know, news will fill you up with all the bad stuff under the sun. You don't need that. Really and truly don't. So if that's a habit you've got, then try and cut it back. One of the ways of um, changing habits is to use your timer on your oven or on your phone. Uh, Put an alarm on and make yourself get out of that chair at night so you're not going to sit there and watch more TV and you're not going to spend time on the phone at night lying in bed. Um, if you do use your phone in bed then make sure that when you're finished with that and put a, keep your charger in another room and take it out of your room because that can be a source of keeping you awake at night too even just that little light flashing even if it's upside down on top of your um, bedside table it can still keep you awake so uh, let's see now um, I'm not going to rush through today I'm going to take my time because we missed out last week so let's see, that's been um, 49 minutes. Well, good. I'm having fun. I hope you are too. And I hope you're getting a lot out of the, uh, this podcast today. Um, as I say, the the circle of your care life is really important. You need to be in there. The circle of the people around you, pull it tighter right now. You look after you. You look after your family. And um, those, you know, you can always ring people if, if you want to catch up with them. You don't necessarily have to go out and see them. Um... I'm not going to go into what I think's going on there because that's a podcast for another day. So let's see now. Let's round up our, our podcast on stress for this week. Um, you'll see over the last couple of weeks with the cartoons where I'm going with this, so you can catch up there. Uh, our hormones, like we talked about last week, affect everything, our digestion and um, all of that. So if you've been eating lots of um, takeaway or takeout foods or processed foods, over the past number of years because you've been busy and life's just been one big whirl, then um, you're going to need to to get back to real food. And that's good quality fruit and veggies, filtered water. Very important to have filtered water. I cannot emphasize that enough. If you're drinking tap water, you are filling yourself up with chemicals and you're talking about chemicals that are known to cause um, depression, known to cause, and not only that, what about the water systems that have got all these um, uh, toxic drugs and everything that people have taken and, of course, it's come out and it's gone into the system and recycled and all sorts of uh, interesting information on that one. So get yourself a water jug filter if you haven't got one. Um, I think we've got one up on the site. I have asked Bob to put some water filters in there um, because we're just getting them at a, a really good price and moving them on. Um, but also, if you can do things in one-stop shop, I think that's the way to go these days. Uh, so I don't even know if that's up yet, up there yet, but we do intend to put um, a, uh, a page with water filters on it because that is so important. Truly, truly is. Absolutely amazing. If you can get your own tank water, great. If you're living in Australia and uh, you're buying your water, then look for a product brand name Refresh. R-E-F-R-E-S-H, Refresh, as in Feeling Refreshed. That is the best quality water. And at the moment, we've got a full tank. We're on Russian showers and uh, using water and everything very, very carefully um, because we you know, want to make it last. And what I do is once the water gets us, once it gets to about three quarters, we're going to fill up all our um, water containers. So we'll start using those. Because eventually, if we don't get more water, we will have to um, go back onto town water. So we can use that for laundry and dishes and showers and whatnot, but we do not drink it. Because it smells of chlorine, for a start, when it comes out of the tap. You can smell the chlorine, and I don't know why they have to put so many chemicals in I used to work for a water utility company, and I had the, the water treatment um, manager say that to me too. It's just over the top. We don't need this, this much chemicals in our water. So uh, when you look at it, that we're over 80% made up of water, just that one thing is going to help reduce stress in your life. It really and truly is. And you know what? It's so empowering. When we manage our menopause, we put the boundaries back in place. We decide who we're going to spend time with. We decide how much um, extra effort we're going to put into work. Preferably not. None. Preferably, you um, are backpedaling there and not doing more, but doing less. Because that should be our right. You know, as we grow older, that should be the right of a person growing older, that the younger ones take on that workload, not us. And it's because we grew up with such a strong work ethic. Um, I'm 64. So I I have a generation where we did the right thing. You know, it really annoys me when I have these little teenage kids out there boycotting um, school and turning around and saying that the baby boomers have caused all the problems of the world. Well, I'm here to tell you, no, we didn't. We are the ones who um, you're enjoying um, a certain standard of living right now because of all the hard work that we've put in. So let's get that straight. And if you've been feeling a little bit um, uh, embarrassed, about being a baby boomer, then let that go too because it's, it's all orchestrated. That young 15-year-old who's out there spouting environmental um, hype is actually the granddaughter of George Soros. So any of you who are up with the play with what's been happening, then you'll be able to put those two and two together. For others, just know that it's all um, media manipulation and hype and paid for. All those people are paid. All those... Um, strikes and everything around the place. Most people are paid $15 an hour. Oh, there's so much going on. We won't go into it. Um, I I really enjoy researching this information and I don't just stop at the first layer. I get right into it. So I'm here to tell you that the media, you're not worth um, sitting there spending hours watching that and thinking, oh, COVID-19, what am I going to do? The big what-ifs, ultimately you want to get rid of them. We've already talked about Jesus knocking on the door to your heart. Um, And it You'll never, ever regret that that moment in time, ever. It's just the most wonderful, peaceful place. Um, Circle, pull back. Don't uh, increase stress by watching what's happening in the news media because it is all manipulated. Um, Do that care life. Make sure you've done your list of your care life, and I hope to see you right at the top. If you're not, why not? And if you feel uncomfortable about putting yourself at the top, then you really do need to do some work in that area. Um, a plan, we draw up a plan. Uh, I, I look at that as I, I think the best plan is the um, course, the online course. I, I can't recommend that enough. Um, yes, there's scripture in there, and I um, share some information in there that uh, I've I actually, before I started doing all this, I decided to go back and have a listen to it and look at the um, download. Um, documents that oh it's not real documents just one page of our commitment template and uh, the hydration diary uh, a few things like that honestly do that and you'll never ever regret taking control of your menopause never regret it in a million years those stress levels will drop down so substantially that um, you you will be talking with your neighbor over the fence or talking with people at work and saying you know what you keep working back late, but have you ever thought of this and that and the other? And you'll realize that other women in menopause don't know about care life. They don't know about the circle. They don't know um, what information I'm sharing with you. They just keep on that treadmill and they just keep going and going and going. And most of them will be on the Medi-go-round. That's M-E-D-I, Medi-go-round. You know, if you look back to the early 1900s and what happened with the medical system and go back another hundred years before that and what happened with all the natural healers and uh, naturopaths, if you like, of of the day, uh, you'll see that we have all been manipulated into buying synthetic products. We've been uh, manipulated into buying synthetic plastics. Um, We've been manipulated into anything and everything that would get us away from a natural lifestyle. Real food Real water. And say it it again, um, I'm here to to help. I'm here to um, help you find a better way through your menopause. It's not a mountain. It's a molehill. When you've got a plan, when you are managing your menopause, you're putting in your boundaries, you're making sure that you spot that teaspoon on the bench that shouldn't be there. It's only one area of the kitchen I want to get clear. You remove it because you're aware. First of all, you've put the boundaries in place. Second of all, you're monitoring it. Isn't it amazing? You know, we go through life and we help so many other people and yet the one person that if we stop and help ourselves can help a whole lot more people just by being better in ourselves. There it is. Well, I hope you got something out of our podcast today. I did. I learn the same way. The Lord's teaching me as I go along, and I'm, I'm hearing, okay, because the personal circle. Our what did I call that? A circle, our circle. If you've got any questions, um, or you know, come along and join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Uh, if you've got any questions, and you know, really lovely, lovely people, lovely women in our Facebook group, and most of them we've talked personal, personally on message as well. Just beautiful souls. Um, I'm so very, very grateful to be at this place in my life. I thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you got lots out of it. Um, and, you know, the group is is an extension. You know, we've got some beautiful women in there. And sometimes, you know, the thing that amazes me is no one goes in there and says, oh, I feel terrible today, or I've had so many hot flushes, I don't know what to do. So they must be talking about problems in other groups. It would be nice if they'd share them in our group too. But The thing is, I share what I'm learning. I share what I'm discovering and researching. So if you've got other groups that you feel more comfortable to go and talk about um, personal uh, and physical issues, then that's absolutely fine. You know, you do what works for you. That's part of you managing your life and managing your menopause. Um, And I'm happy to just keep doing what I'm doing. I pop in there and I put a post and I try to put a post in most days um, and others now and again will share. But it's it's quite a peaceful place to be because it's not um, any uh, partner bashing or anything like that. And I, I won't tolerate that anyway because we can't expect someone else to understand what we're going through. We have to get ourselves right first. And the beauty about doing that, the beauty about managing menopause, is that something happens spiritually when you do that. Now, we are spirit beings and so... When we are stressed, we send out vibes. And we may not even open our mouths, but people will treat us differently because they're a spirit being too. So next week, we're going to look at more of um, how that all operates. And regardless of whether you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour or not, you're still a spirit being. You're still sending out those vibes. It's just when we do know him, Those vibes are a lot more um, lovely, I think, and easier to receive. And all praise and honour and glory to you, Lord, for everything today, for the podcast, for the time spent outside weeding and just meditating and and, uh, enjoying the fresh air and little birds come along and sit by me. Um, It's just a, a, a wonderful life. We do have a wonderful life, and menopause can be so good. You know, we take that mountain, we turn it into a molehill. Why? Because you take some time and some effort and some love and you put you first. So I want you to think about that this week. Think about how you can put you first. It's not a selfish thing to do. It's a survival thing to do. It really and truly is. And you're going to be thrilled to bits when you do that. And look back in a year's time and think, you know what? That was the best thing I ever invested in. Managing my menopause, I invested in me. Love you lots. Hope you have an awesome week. Don't forget to come and follow me on Tess on Menopause. If you saw me some afternoons as I'm sitting there trying to uh, fix these drawings, um, (laughs) you'd realise how much goes into them. It's not just a a five-minute job. It uh, takes quite a lot of time and effort, and I'm praying and listening to the Lord and thinking, now, what's going to be really, really um, useful to share this week? What what can I help? How can I help? And that's really, um, that's what, I'm a helper. That's me. If, if anyone asks me to describe, I'm a helper. Sometimes I help too much when Bob's trying to fix something, and I'm not holding the torch in the right place, or I... <laughs> You know, twist the the screwdriver too hard and strip the screw or something. So I've learned, I have learned, uh, to uh, moderate helping in moderation. So that's where I'm at. Anyway, um, you have a, an awesome week, and I shall catch you on next week's next week's podcast when uh, we're going to talk about the spiritual side of stress. I'll catch you then. Bye.